Hello and welcome to the Distributed News Japan podcast, the podcast all about distributed issues that affect Japan. I am your host, Michael Gillen Peckett, recording this on Thursday, the 25th of July, and it's a, a very sweltering, very humid Kobe. And uh, if you can hear, sorry, I'm a bit, as a bit very humid, so I'm a bit exhausted. If you can hear wind in the background, I'm not outside. That's the aircon. So yes, I mentioned the date there, Thursday, the twenty fifth of July, because tomorrow is the twenty sixth of July, which will be the three year anniversary of the Sagamahara stabbings, sometimes called the Sagamahara massacre, where a former care worker at a care home in Sagamahara, which is part of Kanagawa Prefecture, stabbed 19 people and injured 26 others at a care home. You'll notice I'm not saying the suspect's name. That might sound a bit odd because it's well well published, but I've I've decided recently that even though I'm writing an e-book about him, which which may become a, a, a book published by a so-called proper publisher, I don't know. There may not be enough to say about it to, to make a full-length book. But whilst I'm writing that book, I've decided just basically not to give his name a lot of airtime. And for future cases where some, someone kills disabled people or someone kills generally, I've decided to not mention the name of the suspect at all. This is, as I said, partly just not not to give them air time, but also partly because of uh, issues of subjudice. The trial of the suspect in the Sagamahara case will happen on start on January eighth, or at least early January. The date might be moved to a few days or so, and I'll probably release the ebook before the trial. Actually, because think about Japan trials. Firstly, people tend to plead guilty. It may be, and if he pleads not guilty, there's going to be a whole other book really about that. But not one I think I could write until the trial had been completely concluded, because then it does become subjudice, and I I think it's best not to write about sub issues that are subjudice. That uh, and give the names of the people involved. You see, if the suspect pleads not guilty, we're going to have to call witnesses, and I'm not sure exactly how many. There are those that are reliable. Remember, the attack happened about ten past two a.m. Most of the most of the people who survived were intellectually disabled people who make for best at the best of time make for bad witnesses anyway. But but anyone two a.m. in the morning isn't exactly alert and able to identify people. But as I said, that's speculation. That's why. It would be an entirely different book and one I would have to delay, I think, until all matters were concluded, if were, were he to plead not guilty. So, yes, I'm aiming to release that ebook probably very, very late December, early January. But yes, it's so. It is the three-year anniversary of that attack. And, uh, well... It's Thursday, so newspapers have a bit of time, but I haven't seen, unlike the last two years, much in the way of marking the anniversary, which the media did 
the last two years. There was one report, though, in GG Press, who, whom I've been interviewing the suspect of, in July, and they released something, something that you said. I'm going to try and get this quote correct. Look, what he said is at trial, and I quote, I won't claim that I'm unable to take criminal responsibility. I'll say that again. I won't claim that I'm unable to take criminal responsibility. I hate sentences with double negatives, but that seems to be suggesting to me that he's not going to use I am mentally ill as a reason to avoid a trial. And the reason I'm focusing so much on mental illnesses, this is the other reason why I'm, I'm not going to give people's names from now on, because there has been a case, an incident in the last few days, which has a grim echo of Sagimahara, about a care worker in Sapporo City who has been arrested for allegedly killing someone in, under his care. And he's already given a statement in which he said, I, something to the, the effect of, he wouldn't go to sleep. I was upset because he wouldn't go to sleep. You'll notice again, I'm not saying the name of the accused there, just that he has allegedly kill, killed the person under his care. And I have to say allegedly, even though apparently he's made a, a confession. I mention this though because it, it's happened, as a, not to be glib, but it's happened almost to a to the day three years after Sagamahara and it just is a, a grim reminder as I said of how little seems to have been changed because there are policies that you could put in place that all prefectures could, could put in place to, that would minimise these sort of things happening there have been other events since Sagamahara there was a similar event against an elderly person I, someone killed by a care worker in Kawasaki some time ago which by the way is also in Kanagawa prefecture Sapporo's in Hokkaido obviously but the other attack I just mentioned is also in Kanagawa prefecture which may lead you to speculate is there something really wrong with Kanagawa prefecture when it comes to healthcare, there have been there have been investigations after, after Sagamahara. There was a, an investigation by the prefectural health committee or something similar, of which they came to the conclusion that security was lacking in in at, Sag, at the Sagamahara care home, but that no further action need to be taken. I'd mentioned that before on a previous podcast, which might make you wonder: well, how can both be true? Either you have security and you need to improve it and therefore further action needs to be taken or there's nothing that can be done to prevent it. But anyway, that's just me marking the three-year anniversary of Sagamahara. I said, hopefully all this will end, end soon with the trial in January. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye!